Hello and welcome to the Spills Us with Sage episode 75. It is your host is with you, Sage, all this Monday evening. I assume this is going up because it is literally 6 p.m. and I'm recording it now. But don't come for me. Okay, I literally landed this morning. I am so fucking jet lagged. But um, yeah, I'm here. I'm recording because I just wanted to get this episode up since last week. I actually wanted to record an episode while I was in London to do like a London recap. Uh, before I went to Scotland but honestly things got too crazy and I was a little bit ambitious to record a podcast while I was on holiday but I did put up a YouTube video while I was on holiday so if you want to check that out it's on my YouTube channel you just have to search Sejal Bagaria and you'll find the video for my London vlog uh, Scotland vlog is coming up soon I have to edit that and then after that a what I got from UK video will be coming up as well where I show you all my shopping so definitely subscribe because a lot of content is coming your way especially with the podcast as well before i even get into like my future guests i really really wanted to do a episode just talking about this trip in general um beginning to end i even wanted to do like a q a but honestly i it's already monday and i don't want to push this episode any further i forgot to put up the insta story it's been just so crazy getting back here i, I wanted to ask like if you guys have any questions with like the vtl and whatever but you know what I'm sorry. Um, if you do have any questions, just DM me. I forgot to put up an Insta story before this episode, but you can imagine how crazy everything was trying to like travel and manage all my like projects and everything. And that's something I will get into. I have no notes for this episode. I'm just going to get straight into it. So basically, if you didn't know, um, <laughs> all over my socials, I have just came back from the most amazing trip. I went to London and I went to Scotland and Brighton. And um, I want to talk about like the very beginning of how this whole trip came about and what we did on the trip and um, everything I've learned from spending 10 days away and um, in a very pivotal time of my life as well. And first of all, before I go even further, Viren, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but I love you anyway, bitch. <laughs> I travel with one of my closest friends, Viren. She is literally my sister. I have so much love for her. We... I think I've become so much closer in so many, so many different ways um, through this trip. And I cannot have imagined traveling with anyone else because she is literally my soul sister. And um, we had so much fun on this trip. We've learned so much about each other on this trip as well. And that's something I want to touch on as well, like with friendships, how to navigate that during traveling. Um, but yeah, I think we've learned so much about each other. She really was there for me. And I was there for her and we just had a ball of a time. And so thank you for coming on this trip with me. It's super spontaneous. Um, it wouldn't have been what it was without you. And I wouldn't have tried all the new things that I tried without you. So yeah, big hugs, bitch. Love you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so let's start from the very, very beginning. Okay. So I want to say, okay, wait, I left. What was the date I left? I left 10th November. So I want to say like the end of October, like two, two-ish weeks, two and a half weeks before the vaccinated travel lanes, the news came out that UK had vaccinated travel lanes. So I was like, oh my God, like cool, you know, we can travel to the UK and back. And it still didn't really um, occur to me that like I can travel. Um, for those of you who know, I actually went on exchange last year to the UK, but that was very abrupt um, it had to come to a very abrupt end because of COVID and I had to leave two months um, into the, my exchange and I was supposed to be there for four more months. And it's a very first world problem, I know, but in the, at that time, it was very, very like heart-wrenching and it was almost like a breakup I never got over. Um, and I really had to mourn that. 
So that aside, like I never thought I would go back to the UK anytime soon, especially with the way the world was going. And as for some blessing, um, the vaccinated travel lanes opened. Um, and also like my sisters, my cousin sisters live in London and Brighton. So um, I've always wanted to go back to just see them. You know, I haven't seen them in so long because of COVID as well. So yeah, there's just so much for me in the UK. Like my family's there. I've lived there for a few few months and um, it's just one of my favorite places to be. So anyway, back to the vaccinated travel lanes, the VTL. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, one day we can travel maybe next year, you know, after I graduate, whatever. And then I was looking at my timetable, my planner, uh, if you will. You know, I'm a very, very planned person. And initially, obviously, I was already like, I'm not traveling in the holidays because uh, even my family wanted to travel and I was like, I really don't think I can because I have FYP, which is finally a project. If you don't know, I'm in my last year of university. So yeah, I had my final year project um, and I was like, I can't leave, you know, my group, whatever. Then I started looking at the dates and I was like, wait a minute, wait a damn minute. I end way earlier than my group mates. And actually, I have a submission on the 12th, but on the 10th, I finish a midterm. And if I could finish the submission on the 12th before I leave, technically, I could leave on the 10th. So suddenly, I had that idea. And I was, and you know me, okay, like when I get an idea in my head, um, I just there's just no going about it like that's it like there I just a tunnel vision all the way all I can see is that idea and I knew that I needed a travel companion so the first person I hit up was my best girl Viren and I was like hey bitch just wondering would you like to travel from like you know this day to this day and she was like I'm down like within Within like the night, it was confirmed that we were going to go. We just didn't know where. And uh, what, a, what an amazing feeling, right? Like you just can just pick wherever. Like you can just pick wherever you want in the world. Spin the globe and pin, pick one. But um, okay, more like <laughs> pick wherever you want of the six VTL lanes. Um, but that is already like blessing enough, you know. So I was very, very happy. And I knew I really wanted to go to the UK. We did consider many options, actually. We really wanted to try Europe, like Spain, France. But... Um, our other two girlfriends couldn't make it for this trip so we wanted to save Europe with them next year after I graduate which made more sense also because honestly I didn't have that many days Um, I didn't want to go even though yes I ended earlier than my FYP group I still didn't want to leave for too long uh, because I wanted to be here when like all the work was going on I didn't want to just pile everything on them so to me I was quite stressed like I didn't want to do like a two-month holiday you know um, I had commitments back home and I wanted to stick to it so I told I told Verna I was like hey okay I have like a week to 10 days max where can we go and we decided uk and uh, within uk london because i have family there and you know london is just the hub um it's just the hub to be in and scotland is somewhere that we have both never been before and i was supposed to go to scotland when i was in the uk last year or early last year and it never happened because of covid so i was like perfect let's do it and the planning began but let me tell you this planning for this trip was so stressful and i know that a lot of people have been actually like dming me or like messaging me like what test did you book blah 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 blah. so um yeah i will get into that as well um it was very very stressful it was a very stressful time i think i've never been more stressed in my life uh okay maybe that's a lie but because i was also like while i was juggling covid traveling uh where i had to book all these pcr tests which yes um i know it's my own uh, decision no one's forcing this on me i chose to do this and i know that so i didn't want to complain as well but um it was very very stressful and while doing that i was managing all my submissions i think i had like two three projects to uh two exams like 
I just it's just basically no sleep for like a week and packing and yeah booking all the PCR tests and making sure we have all the documentation booking accommodations etc blah 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 all of that stuff um so yeah where was I um okay so yeah so first it was deciding where we wanted to go so we were like okay UK and then when we looked at the like this was the first time I didn't even know what a PCR was okay because <laughs> I haven't taken a COVID test since my time with COVID um in March of last year I haven't taken a COVID sent, uh, test since I haven't like gone anywhere right so I was like oh shit okay I don't even know what a fucking PCR is so I was looking at the restrictions we we're looking and we we're like okay Scotland looks too complicated UK looks too complicated let's move on oh France has no restrictions let's go then we started mapping out France and everything and then we realized that the tickets to France was so bloody expensive so we're like okay never mind I, now that was, I think there was one more reason why we didn't do France but I can't remember and then we were like okay let's do Switzerland because on the day we decided we we're gonna do UK the VTL for Switzerland was announced so okay we sat down two three hours on the phone planning the entire trip so at this point we had planned an entire trip for France we had planned an entire trip for Switzerland and then that night itself we realized that Switzerland had only two hours of sunlight at this point and November was the worst time to travel so my advice is if you're planning please check the weather because your whole um and price tickets and everything like before you actually go to the itinerary because everything depends on that so it was very demoralizing at this point we had like literally shot down like three ideas were like do we even want to go like Viren was genuinely saying like should we just skip it and whatever and I mean I was like very demoralized at this point um so this trip almost didn't happen and I was making my peace with that. And suddenly later that night, Vern was like, I think let's just go. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it. Let's just put in the work. Okay, Switzerland didn't work. France didn't work. Spain didn't work. Let's just go back to our original idea, which was UK and Scotland. And then we really focused in, on that and we honed in on that. And then the planning began. We finally booked our tickets about four days after... Uh, we decided we wanted to go and we booked the tickets. And once we booked the tickets, then it was official. And that really felt like, okay, holy shit, um, we're going. So that was how this whole trip came to be. And then there was a lot of planning. Um, so basically, if you go to UK, if you're fully vaccinated from Singapore, you have to take a day two test, which is in the UK itself. So let me just tell you, the government website in the UK is so annoying. Like I just we were in the depth and depths of the world wide web and we still couldn't find things that we needed to so um i was actually considering making like a pdf or something where you can just see all the links because i've had so many people ask me like what did you book blah, blah 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 so like i may consider doing that if i have the time but um if not you can just ask me or really just google like you'll find everything on google but um what i will recommend is uh the day two PCR test that we took was literally the first link. Like you just go to the website, click day two. We took the first link and we got it delivered to our hotel. The company was Randox Health. Um, the only thing with that is I would just double check where their drop-off locations are because you don't put it in any post mail. Um, sorry, any like mailbox. You have to go to certain places where the drop-off location. And we were lucky that one of the drop-off locations were very near our hotel. So that worked out for us. Uh, it was very easy to take. Um, it arrived way much in time. Uh, you need to ask them though for the reference number to put in the passenger locator form, which is something else, by the way. Another thing that you need to do when you enter the UK is the passenger locator form. Again, just Google it. You'll find it. Um, so that's the two things that you need. And also you need to notarize your vaccination. Um, just Google notarize vaccination and print out a digital copy or save it on, sorry, print out a physical copy or save a digital copy on your phone. And what else? Uh, proof of vaccination, proof of day two, 
all these things you just have all your documents ready whether it's digital or physical uh you don't need to be tested before you leave singapore which is something that i wasn't sure about but yeah you didn't have to be tested you only have to be tested when you arrive back so basically when you book your flights you may have to make sure that the flight entering singapore is a vtl flight and you have to book a test 48 hours in advance um or within 48 hours and make sure that you get the results before you board your flight because they will be checking your vaccination uh, proof of like, not vaccination, sorry, the proof of the 48 hour test and making sure that you are negative before you get on the flight. So that was another thing that was very hard to find. Um, if you're going to the UK, I would recommend just Googling this SD article. Um, just just Google SD article with SQ and VTL or whatever. And if you scroll down, um, they have a link to the SQ website. And SQ has a partnership with this one uh, company called Collinson's. And you get a 20% off for like a rapid PCR test, which you can get in three hours time. So let's say you are can like arrange for a test like 48 hours before you can even take it 24 hours before but um you know you want to just make sure that it is uh you get your results before you land so and also just make sure like where you're doing your um where you're doing your tests and everything is also very important i did my 48 hour test at the gatwick airport which was near brighton because we were heading there anyway so it all worked out for us but these are just some things that like I've learned and I thought I would just share with you on the podcast in case you are you know looking to travel to the UK um what else then all you have to also book in advance I would really highly recommend um your booking of the test which you have to take when you land at Changi airport um I will say hats off to Changi airport and Singapore for like making it so organized it was so fast like very very systematic and great the test when we got back so you basically clear immigration you have to do this travel declaration form as well you just have to google um ICA immigration form and uh, it's it's combined the immigration form for Singaporeans um to also do with the health travel declaration make sure you do that before you land because otherwise you have to wait longer um and yeah you just go through the gates and get your baggage get your pcr and you're good to go and then they gave me my results within like three hours so i'm negative by the way so yeah um that's about it for like the logistics of it i hope i covered whatever i needed to in a very like brief way and i know this introduction has gone really long and for those of you who are not traveling um i know you just want to get into like the tea of what happened in the uk so let's get straight into that now Okay, I'm just going to be talking out of like pure memory here and like the best bits and stories and everything. So let's start with London. So we fly off. Oh my God, I have to tell you. On the 10th, which is the day we flew flew off, I actually had a midterm that ended at 8.30 p.m. And my flight was at 11.45. So this girl was truly like bawling. Um, I was like, let's fucking go, bitch. And we did. So that was very crazy. Like I was, oh my God. Oh my god, I had so much travel anxiety, dude. Like, because I mean, obviously, we haven't traveled in two years, and like, also, I was so stressed from work. Um, all this planning with COVID and everything was very, very stressful for me. So, for like the past forty-eight hours, the forty-eight hours before I traveled, leading up to like exams, I was so anxious. Like, I just felt like I couldn't move, and it was just really, really bad. But um, all of that went away when I got on the plane, and um we landed finally and i think we landed like really early in the morning i managed to sleep a lot on the flight which was great like i took 10 mg of melatonin and knocked 
out. So um, I slept well. And I think the day we landed, we were still pretty, like, we were tired, but we weren't sleepy. So the first thing we could think of, obviously, was to shop. So we got to our hotel. Okay, I'm telling you about the hotel as well. So the hotel that we stayed in is Orchard Hotel. I know, right? Like, if you go overseas, why are we staying in a hotel with the name of Orchard? I don't know. Okay, we just found it. It was um, affordable. And uh, we didn't want to do an Airbnb just because, like, we went there. Like, it's not, it's only the two of us. And it's not like we're going to be, like, cooking and stuff a lot because we're going to be out and about so much. So we just thought that a hotel might be more feasible and more... Um, just just easier you know like you have a front desk and everything which is what we we really really came in handy so we went to this hotel and like orchard hotel just looked like a very like it's a house hotel so i'm not sure what you just google it okay it's it's basically what i'm trying to say it was small so never mind whatever london is notorious for very very small um rooms like no matter where you go like in london they're very run down the hotels um no matter how much you pay they're still not gonna be like fancy hotels they're just very very small which is very ironic because london is such a huge place but anyway, so we get to the hotel, we get up to our room, and then we realize that we are so cozy. Um, the room was extremely tiny, and initially we were like, oh no, what did we book? Uh, spoiler alert, it came, turned out to be all fine, but like the first day, you know, you're just like, you came back for, you just travel 14 hours, and then you land with this like super tiny room and for the two of you, and you can't even like open your suitcases, we're like, oh shit. So that threw, threw us off a little bit, but honestly, we took a shower, we were fine, and we started like arranging everything. I made my little corner, Viren made her corner. Actually, mine was more of a big corner, uh, like she would tell you that if she was listening, because um, I had so much freaking stuff. But um, yeah, it was so dusty when we landed. Like I was sneezing nonstop. Out basically, there were so many like, oh no, did we book the right place? And you know, that's the last thing you want to deal with. Like when you go overseas, like your accommodation is not good. So I was like, okay, don't panic. Just like unpack and tell the front desk like if we could just get another like deep cleaning for the room. And you know what? They managed to do it, and I wasn't sneezing anymore. Like the night when we got back, we we're like, oh, it's perfectly fine. We made do with the space. And actually, after that, it became really cozy and really cute. And it was a very, very good location. So actually, I would highly recommend if you're looking for somewhere that's a more affordable, but uh, not too fancy and just like you're just there for the night, Orchard Hotel, uh, it was at Hyde Park. So it was actually a very, very good location. It was very near my sister. It was very near Oxford Street. Um, everything was about like 15 10 15 minutes away um it's in paddington like it's very it's about a, like a seven minute walk from paddington station and they're just like streets of cafes and uh grocery stores or whatever you need is all there so location was amazing price was amazing service was top notch um yeah so that's where we stayed and we went shopping oh my god dude the first two days i literally shopped my butt off i had so many shopping bags i just I don't know what happened. I think when I I already knew I was going to shop a lot. But like, sis bought the entire of Oxford Street at this point. Okay, that's an exaggeration. But like, I got a lot of clothes, which is why um, I wanted to do a haul when I get back. Um, I also got a lot of... Um, I went to Selfridges one of the days and I got like Kylie. Kylie's Cosmetics was there. I was so excited. So I got some of the Kylie skin, some Kylie products. Um, I got... Morphe was there as well. And yeah, then I ended up getting a lot of clothes. I actually wanted to get one designer thing for myself. I wanted to go to this village called Beaster Village, which is kind of like an outlet village where like you have all discounted prices. But I decided not to go in the end because I really wanted to stay in London and just like not travel like an hour plus out to go to this place where I may not even spend money, you know, like I might as well. Okay, that sounded very like 
stupid but what i mean is that i i just didn't want to like go and have it wasted uh, a trip where i could just stay in london and explore so the first day i think we went to this cafe slash bar called the coral room highly recommend as well um it's like this very like pink bar slash literally coral bar slash restaurant i had the mushroom soup amazing drinks were amazing and um at night we went to my sister's house and we had a nice family dinner um with her flatmates and it was amazing such that she they just she just has such amazing flatmates and it's just made me so happy that to see her so settled down in london and like how she has her own family there of friends and she has a good support system and she just had her head on her shoulders and it was just so nice and rewarding to see my little sister so independent and you know making a life for herself in london so that was really nice but by 9 p.m the jet lag really hit us and we were so sleepy we were just falling asleep on her sofa we we're like yo we gotta go um so we went home and we slept for like the next 10 to 11 hours <laughs> we literally slept at like 9 30 i think or like 10 p.m um knocked out slept and the next day we were feeling really refreshed i put on some makeup i dressed i wore one of my new tops from urban outfitters um and i actually vlogged that day so if you haven't seen that vlog uh it's on my youtube channel so anyway we did more shopping and then we went to this restaurant called roka japanese bar which is uh a restaurant that my uncle recommended me and uh it was amazing if you're in if you want to go for like a little fancier place where you have really amazing japanese food highly recommend this place as well roka japanese restaurant uh, very very good food very good service very good drinks as well um it, it was strong I, one thing about london and their cocktails is that it's very strong like one drink itself can like it's not that it can make you tipsy but you definitely feel it which is good because you get like a bang for your buck right um okay so the fun part is the night so we get back after shopping we oh my god okay so we we went to marks and spencer's before we got back to the hotel and we were like, oh my god, okay, before this trip, sorry to sidetrack again, before this trip, we were like, we're going to get drunk every single night, we're going to party every single night. That did not happen. Uh, we did it one night, and we were scarred, and we never did it again. <laughs> so this was the horrid night. Um, it was actually so much fun. So we were like, okay, let's get the party started, let's get this bottle of champagne from Marks & Spencer's, five pounds, let's go. We got it, we literally couldn't even open the bottle, we had to ask the like dude at the reception to help us open the bottle, which was so embarrassing, but like, props to Vera, and she went down and got it done. We took one sip each, knocked out. Literally knocked out, the jet lag was still hitting us, we knocked out, we woke up at like 7 and we were like, oh my god, should we even go out tonight? thank god we did because if we didn't i wouldn't have these stories to tell honestly i can't even tell some of the stories on this podcast because they're just too funny um and just just for me and Viren, like our, our experiences were just hilarious but um needless to say we got very drunk so my cousin and sister okay i'm gonna just call her my sister because I, she's my cousin but she's basically my sister so my sister took us out to this jazz nightclub which was so nice there was live music um they were playing like music like from the 2000s um i was feeling it i was doing some tequila which you know how the night always ends if i do tequila um yeah that was what we did and it was honestly such an amazing night shefu had to leave earlier because the 10 minute version of all too well the short film was being released and apparently she's a swifty now so she uh went back at like 11 30 to go with her friends and watch the <laughs> release of the short film at 12 a.m uh, which by the way let's talk about that in a separate episode uh, about taylor swift but anyway uh, so me and Vern stayed we kept being like oh should we leave should we leave should we leave and honestly we just stayed every half an hour half an hour i made so many friends don't know who any of them are i think i made friends with these two, two colombian girls and i was dancing with them a lot saw a cute guy we'll leave it at that 
don't know what he's doing. Nice to meet you, dude. Thank you for the free drink. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's about it. And uh, me and my bestie girl were just parting the night away. And then she told me, Sage, I need to go home. And I was like, okay, bitch, I got you. Both our drunk asses got up, got into Uber. And then, well, let's just say it was a, it was a night. <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it as that and um it was just very funny i have so many like videos and stuff it's just so funny for us to look back on um but the next morning my dear friend was hungover in bed i was hungover as well but surprisingly i had energy so i said okay let Viren rest i'll go out and spend the day with my sestras and we went to lunch with one of my other cousins from hong kong actually who lives in london and it was so nice to see him we went japanese again which was also amazing i can't remember the name of this place but um anyway we went to st james park after we wanted to go to shoreditch again but these i think if you want to go to these places outside of london like the outskirts of london you really have to plan like a longer trip in london itself because london is just huge there's just so many things to do and even if you've done all the touristy things like i have you can still do so many things and visit so many different places um yeah so we did that uh, we went to St. James Park and then I went, I followed my little sister, my littler sister uh, for a little thrift shopping and then I went home and I was knocked out again. I We ordered in some food and I slept really early again. I think the first, I think after that night, like the crazy night that we had, um, we were just, we were just so tired and hungover. So again, we had an early night. So basically the whole like, we're going to be sleeping late every single night did not happen. Um, we we kind of knew because we're such grandmas. But yeah, so that was the third day. The next day, we it was honestly one of the most magical days, hint, hint, because we watched Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Now, let me just tell you, I have so much context with this show. So I am a Potterhead, full-on Potterhead, read all the books when I was really young, watched all the movies multiple times, um, played that website. What was it called? Pottermore? I don't even know whether I... I think I played it. I don't remember. I think my sister and brother played a lot more. I am a full Ravenclaw. Um, I have the t-shirt. I have the time tone earrings. Okay, so sis loves Harry Potter. Now, last year, before when COVID was just at the brink of like its peak, we were still in London at the time, or Brighton rather, and we thought, okay, the last, um, the last hurrah of our trip before we are getting sent back to Singapore would be the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child musical, which we had already booked. So we go to London, we run to the theater, the Palace Theater, because we were late, and as we get to the door, we're like, we're here, we're here, we're here on time, and guess what? It was closed. And I remember the disappointment from that day. Like my friend and I literally just went to a cafe and we just sat in silence because like it just could not get any worse than that, right? So um, yeah, I've been wanting to watch the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child since it came out. I read the book uh, when it came out as well. And I remember not really liking the story of the book. I was just like, girl, what? But anyway, still supported like the, the Harry Potter franchise, not J.K. Rowling. Um, That's another situation. But yeah, I don't support her. I support the franchise. So if that's possible but yeah okay I, I can't stop loving harry potter so anyway um the first thing i did when i booked my ticket to london was not accommodation was to book the tickets to the harry potter and the cursed child and we got so lucky there was literally like two seats left for the the show on sunday and we got it and yo it was absolutely amazing i don't want to give anything away but if you're a potterhead you should definitely watch it because the production value is just out of this world the magic the 
st- the, the props, the stunts, everything was just so gorgeous. And it'll kind of like overshadow the storyline because, which is a good thing because the story wasn't that amazing. But I was quite uncaptivated, I have to say, um, when I was watching the play. So I honestly enjoyed the story a lot more while watching it rather than reading it all those years ago. So highly, highly recommend. I was very, very happy girl. Um, it was it was really, really amazing. I I just there's so much I want to say, but I don't want to give any of it away. For those of you who haven't watched it, you should totally watch it with like a blank mind and just go in with no expectations. Although I really hyped it up, I know, but it was very, very good. Um, both Verna and I love Harry Potter, so we really enjoyed this together. And after that, what did we do? I feel like we went back, dude. Oh my god, I think we were just we just never went out again. <laughs> I think we went to get some pasta from this beautiful Italian place as well. And yeah, we just went back after that. Because the next day we were heading to Scotland. Now, I have to say, when it came to London, I wasn't really nervous because it's familiar ground. You know, I've been there like this is my fourth time there. My family's there. Um, you know, nothing really to worry about. It's it's not like I'm going to a new place. So I'm very familiar with the place and I was very happy going to London. But when it came to Scotland, it was definitely a something that I had to step out of my comfort zone for a lot of things, which I'll tell you. Um, and just in general, going to a place I've never been before is always scary. Um, so that was a little nerve wracking. Definitely when we were on the train there, I was a little bit scared just because like this is something completely out of my comfort zone. And um, I've never been there before. So I was a bit scared. But um, the train ride there to Scotland was oh, like, it was absolutely gorgeous. Like, st- stunning you know like we were just like and the minute we landed in edinburgh it was completely different from london it had this whole medieval vibe to it there were it was a lot colder very very a bitch was cold um but it was just absolutely stunning we were like okay we this is when both of us really felt like we were on holiday because we've both been to london before but neither of us had been to scotland so we this was something for us where we were like on a holiday together and i remember Vern and i were both were like looked at each other and we looked at the city and we're like holy fucking shit like we're overseas and it really really hit us when we reached edinburgh so we checked into our hotel we stayed at this hotel called voco haymarket amazing location amazing hotel the hotels in scotland are much more like hotels than it was in orchard hotel like in london we were so because for the same price we got like so much better facilities and amenities and it was so funny we were like wow we get water we get like um a, a proper like shower and everything so like the smallest things were making us so happy we got a kettle so you're boiling water and stuff like that although i think the water was portable but we just we just we just boil the water so yeah we were in edinburgh and we were absolutely captivated by the infrastructure the buildings so in edinburgh there is basically the old town and the new town so we first went to this oh my god what is it called it's not the castle it's this other hill uh it was getting a little dark so we decided to like make the best of what we had that day since we reached like we only had half a day so we went up there very very pretty we saw the sights and it was just breathtaking and then we went to a graveyard because Viren decided to drag me there um before this trip i was a scaredy cat but now i have to say like i'm pretty brave and um it was very creepy but uh very beautiful as well and the most exciting part was that at night we went for this vault underground tour which is also another thing in edinburgh that was very very um highly recommended oh before that oh my god before that okay before that we actually went for a johnny walker whiskey tasting so there's a really funny story behind this um i don't like whiskey but i was in scotland so i was like how can i not have whiskey right but i hate whiskey i'm a gin girl i'm a tequila girl so 
I asked, and I knew that Scotland also is well known for its gin, but like nothing beats the way it's well known for its whiskey, right? So I was Googling like gin tours and whatever. And then the lady at who was serving us at this restaurant we were at, I was asking her like, hey, like, do you know any like gin tours that are really good? I swear she just stopped and looked at me and was like, bitch, what? And I was like, okay, okay, forget gin, whiskey. She's like, ah, whiskey. Okay, sure, whiskey. We have so many. There's one but down the street, Johnny Walker, really, really well uh, done. You should totally check it out. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, we're in Scotland. Might as well do a whiskey tour. We booked the tickets and um, we go to the tour and it was actually very very nice like the theatrics of it was amazing um they did this quiz first to like get this our kind of like taste buds and what we like in our drinks but um the minute we took a sip of the whiskey both of us were like oh my god i hate it so much like we paid to go on this whiskey tour for people who don't even like whiskey so honestly i would recommend that if you're going to scotland and if you don't like whiskey and if you prefer gin just go for a gin tour it's fine you're not really missing that much out especially if you're not going to enjoy the drinks and if you're not like um so into the history of whiskey you're not gonna love it it is something that you have to do like when you're in scotland like obviously drink whiskey but if you don't like it don't force yourself i would have wished that i went on a gin tour instead because i love gin and i would have definitely gotten drunk but um yeah that was one not regret but like that was something i would have done differently uh but i have these videos of us like drinking the whiskey and our faces are so funny so that was that was the whiskey tour um it was so embarrassing dude like the person was like do you want another drink of whiskey and we both were like mm, no we're okay and he looked so mortified like as if we offended him that we didn't want whiskey and i was like i am so sorry but we just do not like whiskey but in my head obviously i could never say that out loud they would literally kick me out of the country if i said that i didn't like whiskey no joke so that was a um, whiskey tasting. So yes, then we went for this underground vault tour. So this was honestly one of the coolest things we did. Um, both Farin and I love like haunted stuff, like horror shows and whatever. Although I am, I don't like things when they are real, if that makes sense. Like I, I'm not about to go to a cemetery by myself and like uh, read ghost stories by myself. Like, I'm not going to do that, you know. Or I wouldn't just go me and her like somewhere really scary. Like, no, it has to be like a guided tour. It kind of reminds me that like, okay, this is, you know, it's 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 exaggerated, whatever. So that kind of helps me keep calm. So we went on this underground vault tour. Our tour guide, his name is Dr. Knox, N-O-X. Um, if you're ever in Edinburgh, hit him up. Just look for Edinburgh City Tours and Dr. Knox specifically. We went at 9.15. Also highly recommend going at a later time like 9.15 because it just makes it all the spookier. Don't go in the daytime, go in the nighttime for sure. He was an amazing tour guide. He came all dressed up. He had like this like black stuff around his eyes, like a bloodies, um uh, apron and stuff like and he was so in character amazing tour guide genuinely an amazing tour guide so it started off like more of like a very like touristy thing and then we were kind of disappointed we we're like oh we thought it's gonna be really really scary it gets scary so he takes us around the town and like brings us to all the spots with like amazing stories behind it and like okay fine we're okay then we go to a graveyard and this is like a huge graveyard and still it wasn't that scary because the lights were on so okay he was telling us stories still fine but as we got deeper into the graveyard that's when it started to get a little bit scarier because it was quite dark and like quiet and i just i was feeling the creeps okay but still it was it was quite cool and um you know you just gotta appreciate the beauty of the graveyard which i never did before until i met viren and she like introduced me to this and i was like wow it's actually very very beautiful and serene and um there's just something so peaceful about it 
so as he was telling the stories there was this window okay and he was like okay everyone like can go look inside so one by one people were like flashing their lights you know how like you put your flashlight across a window and you're just you just know something's gonna jump out at you that's what i thought was gonna happen but like two or three people went in front of me and they seemed okay so i was like all right cool um at this point we'd already made friends with the tour guide he knew all our names and all that so basically he also knew that i was an easy target to scare so I went to put my flashlight through the window. I was looking in and of course, when I was looking in, he decided to scream. I'd scream, drop my gloves somewhere. I literally almost had a heart attack. Everyone was laughing. So that was me. I think this happened like three times on the tr- on the tour where like I screamed three times and everyone was just like getting a kick out of it. So I was not. I was genuinely terrified. So sis did not enjoy that. But yeah, honestly, it was so amazing. The scariest, scariest part was when we went into the underground vaults. Um, and we went into this like pitch dark room. Like I couldn't see anything. I was holding on to Viren's hand for my dear life. Okay, I was squeezing it so hard. And I was so scared at this point. Like they were just telling us so many creepy stories. There were like dolls next to us. I don't freaking know. Okay, it was just so scary. And um, but an amazing experience. Like I highly recommend if you're into all of this, like if you're in Edinburgh, book an underground vault tour, specifically with Dr. Knox, because truly, truly amazing. And um, as long as you're not a very creative person in the sense of like when it comes to this and your imagination doesn't run wild i think you'll enjoy it very much um if you do get scared easily maybe not but it's honestly really fun it's not that scary but like it's not not scary also very very good then the next day oh okay so this is where i think the trip really took a turn for me and something in me really really clicked and i want to talk about that in depth okay (laughs) so scotland now i before this trip i okay i read i posted this instagram photo i'm not sure where they read the caption basically i went on a hike now i had always portrayed myself to be this very girly girl um loves shopping loves indoors doesn't like anything to do with nature which there's nothing wrong with that okay there's absolutely nothing wrong with that i embodied that and i fully believed that i was that and um Viren, on the other hand is a very outdoorsy girl and she is really one with nature and she loves shopping as well but she really loves hikes and the outdoors so that was something i was very worried about initially i was like oh my god like we're so different traveling but you know we learn from each other and i am so glad that she convinced me to go on this hike because it changed me i i don't even know how to explain it but it just completely changed me um so what happened was that we decided to go really early in the morning and i was already like not really i was kind of like scared it's not that i didn't want to go i was just like scared that i couldn't do it um and we reached the the bottom and we i looked up and i was like is that what we're gonna climb because it looked so high and just looked it just looked impossible so i was like shit okay um okay like let's just start i guess like i was just so unsure but okay we couldn't we started we started walking we started going up and um about halfway through i looked down and i was like wait a minute and i just took in what i saw and what i saw was the view and also was how high i was and that was when it hit me i climbed that up i actually climbed that up i actually did it without any complaint and in that moment something switched in me i was the happiest i've ever been i don't know how to explain it something in me clicked i was so incredibly happy and i just got this burst of energy this love for life and this love for the outdoors and i was just taking such deep breaths enjoying the scenery and just taking it all in 
and uh, we continued to climb and literally there was a route that we could have taken would have, which would have been a lot easier but I was the one who was like let's take the harder route to the summit and Vern was like what? who is this? Like, who, what have you done with my friend? Like, who is this? and uh, we did and the climb was genuinely so so worth it because when we reached the top I felt like I wanted to cry because I did it like I reached the summit of a hill like who would have thought you know um, every single person when I FaceTime I was like I hiked they were like what who are you you know so it was something that like I really have never done but since that like I was just like I had this like kick and adrenaline and like this love for the outdoors suddenly and I was like I want to go on like 10 more hikes now because this was something that I can never ever explain that feeling that switch in me was something that I'll never forget where I was like I am so much stronger than I think it was a lot of a mental thing more than a physical thing um the reason why like also I guess a little bit of personal stuff is that I went through another breakup <laughs> I know right I don't know how many breakups do I need to go through at this point um yes this was with someone I loved very much but it just didn't work out and we'd been fighting for each other a very long time and yeah it just didn't work out and it's okay that it didn't work out I made my peace with it now but at the time like when we did break up um it was probably the most heart-wrenching feeling I've ever felt like because I loved someone so intensely and so much and I imagined a future with him and to suddenly have that all taken away was just absolutely gut-wrenching and um, I think this was really the first time I experienced like heartbreak um not to say that I've never like experienced heartbreak it was more like I don't know like at least an experience that I will remember because I feel like the last time I experienced like heartbreak heartbreak I was so young you know my first love that was okay I feel like that was a solid heartbreak story um that was actually very sad but if one day maybe we're still friends we're still great friends maybe I should get him on the podcast I think he will kill me but um honestly it was such a beautiful and friendship and love story and now we're still good friends and we're both just in our own lives so maybe that's a whole story for another time but anyway back to this so that was probably the first time I was like 17 when I experienced heartbreak for the first time but I don't remember it because I was so young and I feel like now like heartbreak in your 20s is just so different because you have so many different coping mechanisms and uh, very different from when I was at 17 so I was already going through a lot anyway emotionally which is the point of this and how blessed am I that I managed to travel while dealing with the breakup and heartbreak Um, it's honestly the best remedy right um so yeah i when i climbed that mountain all i could think of was i conquered pain which i know is very like cheesy but that was when i think in my heart i was like i'm able to let go of this person because i managed to climb this mountain does that even make sense does that even correlate i don't know but i swear like i owe it all to viren for like and she's gonna say like no it was all you but no i really owe it to her for really believing in me that um i could climb this mountain and like she took taking me along with her being patient with me and watching me grow into this individual that like that i don't know that realized or that she could see so much more potential in me than i could and so much more strength and um it was truly one of the most amazing feelings like when i was up there i really felt like i can conquer anything and that I am ready to let go of the pain and the um, sorrow and the heartbreak and just live life again. There is one thing um, that I learned from my favorite show, Money Heist. Um, it's something that this my favorite character says. And she says that 
when you lose someone you love it is the next it is the first day of your next life and i think that's something that i've been repeating to myself since the breakup and the breakup was not very long ago it was about like a month and a half ago and uh, that's something i've been really like repeating to myself and like trying to believe but at the top of that mountain of the summit that is where i truly believe that this is the first day of my new life where it was not me anymore this was like a this was another free carefree sagel that was so ready for the next adventure and that feeling i will never ever ever forget um that switch in me like that was the highlight of my trip not of that fact that i climbed a mountain or anything like it was the fact that i felt that character switch in me and that is so indescribable and i will always be grateful for this trip for changing that in me so that was that um so then we went to dishoom for lunch which was amazing okay listen dishoom is overhyped i know i don't give a shit okay it was amazing i loved it the black dal amazing uh what else do we have the okra fries really good um veron got lamb i got chaat and i got this amazing gin drink i had like two of them uh very very good i think it's called the indian gimbal or something like that if you can get a reservation get a reservation and go book away in advance i think i got a lunch reservation in edinburgh because we couldn't get one in london i don't care i don't care what anyone says it was amazing and i i don't regret any moment spent in dishoom because it was absolutely amazing food um although obviously my chachis my mom's food whatever they're all so all so much better but dishoom was a very very close second then then we went to the castle oh yes you went to the edinburgh castle so gorgeous so medieval oh my god i really loved my outfit also that i was wearing this day i think i was wearing like a long skirt i looked like a sexy librarian which is what i kept telling vern and she just kept laughing at me like this long skirt this black turtleneck stockings all i needed was like heels and i would have really nailed the sexy librarian look but um i didn't have heels so my black boots had to do it gave a little bit of edge you know uh but yeah edinburgh castle absolutely stunning um i'm not a very museum goer i don't really like exhibitions and stuff it's just not my thing but i really enjoyed it i it was we spent about like 2 hours there i think and um yeah very pretty i got this ring from the gift shop and oh my god now i'm suddenly into rings <laughs> i'm telling you i'm so different it's so stupid but like i really like rings so i got one for myself and then that was pretty much a wrap on that day i think can't remember did we do anything else that day i don't think so um then we the next day we went to inverness okay so this is basically the highlands uh which is where we wanted to go which is where like we see all the mountains the the the, the full on nature like th- whatever we did that hike that we did which is basically called arthur's chair or arthur's seat one of them was like miniature compared to what we were going to do in inverness so we get there Uh, we explored the town a bit, but we rested up. We took that as kind of like a rest day because we were so tired from the trip already. The next day, we were gonna go to the Isle of Skye. Now, I will say that that day was quite sad because it was really rainy. Um, and I know that it's raining anyway in UK, and you shouldn't let that like affect you. But it was it was quite sad because we wanted to go to the Isle of Skye, which is like the main thing in in Scotland. Like you have to go. But honestly, I didn't find it that spectacular. Um it was just it was very pretty but because it was so gloomy I was like all right cool you know we drove so high up I actually found the river a lot prettier which was the Loch Ness river or river ness or whatever um yeah so that was really pretty but it was a very very beautiful 
tour regardless um if you get daylight and you go on this tour obviously it would be a lot better we didn't actually get to see a lot of stuff like the fairy pools and stuff because everything was um just covered in fog so that was a little bit of a, of a bummer but we still saw a lot of like um colorful houses and stuff which was really pretty so yeah we still we still enjoyed the town um but didn't really get to do much that day as well um the next day was probably the best day this was our second last day we wanted to go okay so this was the day actually we were like pretty confused um there were a lot of like we were just kind of like disagreeing on like what we should do not really disagreeing but more of like we had just different opinions on what we should do and stuff like that so at the end of the day we compromised to go for this one hike because also that day it was supposed to rain and i wanted to drive but then uh i couldn't get a car because i'm under 25 and you basically can't drive if you're under 25 or you have to pay this like ridiculous surcharge so that really kind of put us like oh man like it's gloomy whatever um so funny thing we go to the bus stop we were all with all the intention ready to go for this like monument which was not what we intended to do we wanted to go to fort william which was two hours away and we wanted to hike there um and but the thing is because it's winter everything was closed like there was no gondola open to this place called um it was a ski resort thing and then you can climb this mountain called ben nevis which was a very very for actually experienced hikers which we are not uh or at least i am not so i was like I still really wanted to go to Fort Williams. There's also this train ride, which if you go in the summer, you should really go. I have not been um, and I could not go because it was winter. But it's basically the Hogwarts train. Um, so yeah, all the things we wanted to do in Fort Williams just was closed. And I had no plan, okay, of what to do. So we reached at a bus stop, fully intending to go to this other monument to hike. And then I see a bus that goes to Fort Williams. And I'm like, oh my God, should we just go to Fort Williams? And Viren was like, are you sure? So this is when I think our friendship really not like it was really not was tested that's not a good way to say it like our friendship was really put to the test i guess because she had to trust me on our last day to take her somewhere that i had no idea what was in store for us i was so stressed i was like what if i ruin our last day for us but something in me was just like let's just go so she let go of it she let go of all her inhibitions and she trusted me like i trusted her with the hike and um I'm just so glad that she did and I'm so glad I trusted myself actually because I get very scared of like disappointing people so like I hate being wrong and stuff like that so it was a very big risk for me as well and we went and when we went I have to say that I was a little bit stumped I was like okay actually now that we're here I don't know what to do uh I actually don't know what to do I I am a little bit like lost and um yeah I was like okay oh shit then I just googled really fast and I found this like waterfall hike thing. So I was like, okay, let's just do that. So again, she was a little apprehensive. She was like, should we just go somewhere else? Like another city? I was like, let's just stay here. Like just, just, let's just stay, okay? So again, she, like kudos to her. She really trusted me on this one and I'm so glad she did it. She is glad we did because we took a hike up Glen Nevis, which led us to steel waterfalls. Now, let me just tell you the whole story with this hike. So we get into a taxi because Scotland doesn't have Uber, which is so strange. But okay, they don't have Uber. So we get into this taxi. And um, this taxi driver is so amazing. This is when like I was just telling my family earlier when I reached home. I was telling them about the story and how like God was really looking out for me this day. Uh, looking out for both of us. And um, I don't know if you believe in that kind of stuff. But like for me, I do. So this is when like I really felt like God was watching over us this specific day. So what happened? Um... We take the taxi up. Uh, already, we're very unsure of where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. Um, and as we're going up, we're talking to the taxi driver. He's such a sweet man, whatever. And um, we realize that we're losing signal. 
and I look at Viren, Viren looks at I, we both look a little scared. Because you're in the middle of nowhere, okay, in Scotland. First of all, you have very limited hours of daylight. It was already like 12, which means you have about four hours of daylight max. Um, and we were like, we have no signal. So how are we going to come back down? Uh, so we talked to the taxi driver. He's like, we can arrange a time to pick you up from the, the pickup point, like the drop-off point where you start your trail. And uh, we're like, okay, that's what we did. So this was really like, I don't know what, like we were very adventurous this day. So we did that. No signal. We made a time with a taxi driver to pick us up. And we start our hike. And it was the most wonderful hike I have ever been on. And it was absolutely stunning. We were going through waterfalls. I was I was just so enthralled by the view and the atmosphere and the mountains and the waterfalls. And it was just absolutely stunning. And there was one part of the hike which was really, really tested my bravery, I will say. We had to cross this bridge, which was not a bridge. It was a little tight rope. And we had to hold on. It was a little suspension rope. It was just one rope where you had to walk like sideways. And you had to hold on to two strings. If you see my Instagram, I posted a video of it. And it was very scary. But for some reason, this daredevil, this little daredevil in me, I really like impressed Varian because she was like, I am so proud of you because she was scared. And she was like, I don't know how you did it. I went first. But I've been thinking, I just went and she was just staring at me like, bitch, what are you doing? I'm like, we have to go because the waterfall is there. And we did, both of us did. We conquered it and we climbed up to the waterfall and we just sat. We were at eight home McDonald's. I just took it all in and that was probably the best day of my life also. I think just the fact that I managed to climb that bridge and be the first one to climb it, like the fact that I was leading us and not her because she's obviously way more experienced with hikes and I was suddenly having all this adrenaline and like this daredevil in me that came out and I had this new appreciation for nature and what I was seeing, like, the photos and videos will just never do it justice. Um, it was just completely, completely beautiful. Although I did post some photos if you want to see on my Instagram, at sex, but you just had to be there. And uh, when we reached the waterfall, it was just... Uh, it was just it was just amazing. Amazingly beautiful. Highly recommend if you go to Fort William and if you don't want to climb up the huge mountain of Ben Nevis, go to the um, upper Glen Nevis car park and go to the Steel Waterfall hike amazing now let me tell you a story when we're getting back so we get back down and we actually reach at 245 which is 45 minutes earlier than our driver was supposed to pick us so we're like oh shit there's no signal right what do we do so he told us that if we reach early just walk down the main road and he'll pick us up along the way when he's on the way to pick us up so we're like all right let's start our descent so we're walking down the main road listening to music i'm listening to all too well we're laughing having a good time and then i realized the time and it's about 3 20 p.m and i'm like why isn't he here? Shouldn't he be here by now? Like by like, at least shouldn't we have seen him by now? And then that's when I start to get a little bit stressed that he's not here. And I suddenly I'm like, oh my God, he's not coming to pick us. And I have to just, and I look straight at the road and there's nothing. There's no end to the road. It's just the road going further and further and further. And we have no signal. And daylight was about to go. Can you imagine if we were both stranded there at night? Like I can't even imagine. So we were fully prepared to hitchhike. But then there were no more cars. It was just an empty road and it was just the two of us. At that moment where I really felt like, okay, I think we're in trouble, but I didn't want to voice it out because I'm the kind of person where something goes wrong, I don't like to say it out loud. I'm the fixer. Like, I don't like to have a problem. I like to have solutions. So this was the first time in the trip I think I was like actually genuinely a little bit scared that we were actually in deep trouble. And I swear to God, it was suddenly 3.30 p.m. We were walking in the rain and I see these headlights coming towards me. 
it was a taxi. And I thanked God so much that day. I was like, this was truly... You know, these kind of things are just so strange. Like, I was really, really being looked after as long, along with Viren. And it was just the most... The safest feeling I could feel. And it was... I was so happy to see that taxi driver. I wanted to give him a big hug and be like, thank you for saving us. Because we, when we went down, it was still a good 20 minutes to get service by car. So you can imagine how long it would have taken us to walk. So yeah, that was a little story. Um, that was amazing. And then the next day we headed to Brighton. I met my sister, my aunt. We had a Monopoly game night. We watched Barbie movies. And then the next day we were off to Singapore. And then here I am. Um... That is basically a recap of this trip. I hope I did it justice through this podcast because honestly, nothing will take away what I went through and what I experienced on that trip. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of Viren and I'm just so happy I went with her and I can't wait to travel the world more with her. Um, Honestly, traveling with a friend can be really scary because you really never know, like you don't want to ever have a friendship end because of a trip together, you know? And like friendships to me are so much more precious than like relationships with a guy or a girl, whatever it is. Um, and this was such a precious friendship that I didn't want to lose. So it was definitely a risk going on a trip together and almost, you know, like not knowing like, oh my God, will our friendship end after this? But I think if anything, it's just gotten stronger. Um, we've gotten so much closer and I am so grateful to have gone on this trip with her. And you learn a lot about traveling with someone. You learn a lot about their nitpicks, about your own habits that someone else may not like. Communication is so important. Like when you're on a trip together, if you really want to do something, say it. If you really don't want to do something, say it there's a lot of compromise and I was really lucky to go on some with someone who actually communicated with me on like what we wanted to do there was no like yes like there was no yes person like we were very like open and I think because we had this healthy communication like even if we got into like a little tiff we could still sort it out because our disagreement we could still communicate which um is very new to me I think in friendships like uh I think this is my first like adult new adult friendship that I've had where like I've really had to learn how to communicate like as if I were in a relationship with a guy it's actually very similar you have to learn how to communicate so I learned a lot of things from that um that was a recap of my trip I am so glad I managed to go but now it's back to reality back to my FYP back to my content my podcast everything I'm very excited with the episodes we have coming up I really hope you enjoyed this episode I must have been a longer one but um let me know if you have any questions. You can DM me at the Spill Session with Sage. Uh, follow me on at SageLexX and subscribe to this podcast. Follow this podcast on Spotify. And I'll see you next Monday with another episode. My throat is very dry from talking for like the last like hour and a half. So I love you all. Thank you very much for listening and see you next week. Bye.